Hello, everyone, and welcome to First City Church online worship service. Thank you for joining us this morning. So glad that you are here. I got to tell you, the longer we're not together, the the more I miss it and, and want to be together. And so I bet you're the exact same way. I love seeing Taryn do his announcements this morning, his intro, you know, right from the church building on the third floor. It's making me miss it. In fact, I think I'm going to do my message next week from the church building and start getting ready and being and prayer, you know, about getting back together. Meanwhile, we're in this series called In the Waiting. How can we navigate successfully this time when we're experiencing this pandemic and when we're all in isolation apart from each other? How can we make sure that we're successful and not just successful, but that we're thriving and taking advantage of every opportunity? I love this verse of scripture that talks about how God is in the waiting with us. Isaiah 30 says, so the Lord must wait for you to come to him so he can show you his love and compassion. For the Lord is a faithful God. Blessed are those who wait for his help. So we're doing some waiting and God is doing some waiting. God's like, I'm I'm waiting for you. I want you to come with me and just abide and let's be together and wait for me. And, And I'm waiting for you. And I'm waiting for you to run after me. I'm waiting for you to pray. I'm waiting for you to ask. I'm waiting for you to knock. I'm waiting for you to just come and let me be a part of your life. And I know that we are also waiting on the Lord. God, lead us, move us, direct us, show us, teach us, guide us. And so we are waiting on the Lord and the Lord is in the waiting with us. And so we're all here together and it is a very important time. And we wanna make sure that we're taking full advantage of everything that we're supposed to be doing. But I tell you, we're taking advantage of some opportunities. I know that we're expanding You know, people who are members of First City, uh, Valerie in Mississippi and Cindy in Orlando. Thank you for being a part of First City. I know Valerie has a church home in Mississippi, but she says, I really identify and, and, and feel close to your church, even though I've never been there. And Cindy said she wants to be the member who lives the furthest away from our building. And I think maybe the McGowans would have something to say about that. But Cindy, welcome aboard, and thank you for jumping in with our foster care ministry. And so if you are wanting to get more in touch with First City or become more of a partner, or if you want to place membership with us, here you go, info at firstcitychurch.org. You go to our website and go to the Contact Us button, and then you know just get, go to this uh, email, info at firstcitychurch.org, and let us know what your needs are. We would love to partner with you any way that we can. Pray for you, help you, respond to you, lead you you into a stronger relationship with Jesus Christ, while at the same time helping you to find freedom, discover your purpose, make a difference in our world. But if we can do anything for you, info at firstcitychurch.org, and we would be excited about that. I've got to tell you, this isolation, it's it's a, a lot on all of us. And I just have a lot of time spending with myself. And sometimes that's difficult. In fact, in Genesis chapter 2, God even declared it is not good for man to be alone. And he said that with Adam and Eve. And and there was Adam in the garden. And he had everything that he needed, including God. God and Adam used to walk together in the cool of the garden, the Bible says. 
But even God said, that's not enough for Adam. He needs a companion, a helper. We are all hardwired for relationship. And, and, if, and if we're missing it, if it's not present, then there are certain dangers that come. In fact, Jesus even said in Matthew 26, the spirit is willing, but the body is weak. We may have a great desire to always want to do the right thing. But when we're in isolation, when we're really tempted and we don't have the strong encouragement from others around us, man, we can really be weak. I remember when Elijah just won a great victory and there were people who wanted to celebrate with him and there were people who wanted to kill him. And he went into isolation. And the longer he was there, the more he got depressed. And he just, he, he got to the point where he didn't want to live anymore. And God had to come and feed him and get and say, you know, come on, Elijah, you need to get up and get going. I've got a plan for you. And that's the same that God has for all of us. If you in this isolation period are feeling frustrated or depressed or lonely or isolated, you're not alone. And God is with you and he has a plan for you. So today I want to show you some danger signs. I want to show you a couple of opportunities. And then I want to encourage you to get out and let's continue to be the family of God in our community. And so here are some dangers of isolation. If you were to just go through the Bible, you can take a snapshot of this page or come back and watch this video later. But Proverbs 18 says that when we're in isolation, if we're not careful, we begin to reject sound judgment. That we begin to look around and see that nobody is watching and we begin to compromise our decisions. And so we know that there's good judgment on things we should and shouldn't do, but we begin to reject it. And if we're not careful, we begin making poor decisions. Genesis says sin is crouching at the door. It's waiting to come in and take advantage of us, waiting till we're lonely, waiting till we're hurting, waiting till we're feeling really depressed and he's going to jump in and take advantage of that. Ecclesiastes says it makes us an easy target. He says when two or three people are together, it's hard to attack that. But when you get off into isolation, you can easily be attacked. And if you fall down, you can be in real trouble. And here he's talking physically. If someone were to fall and really hurt themselves and no one's around, they could really be in danger. But I think there are a lot of different ways to fall. And so what, he's, what, what the scriptures are saying is that this is a real vulnerable time. So be really careful. I got to tell you, there are times when I feel like, man, I'm doing a good job or I feel like I'm, you know, uh, living the life that God intended. And there are a lot of times when I feel like I am not a good man. I just, I, you know, I sit and I think about who I am, where I've been. And, and I, I, listen, everything I have, I, I, I have only because of God. If I have a good family, it's because of God. If I have a job, it's because of God. If I have good friends, it's all because of God. I don't deserve anything that I have. And during these moments and these times of isolation, we do a lot of evaluating, but I want you to see the goodness of God. So we've also got all of these really good opportunities. And he says, this is the time when we need to be motivating each other into acts of love and good works. It's like we need to encourage each other. Just because we're not at the building, it does not mean that we stop being the hands and feet of God. We are still the church. We are still to advance the kingdom. And he says, contact each other 
and just encourage each other, spur one another on to good works, to love, to, to really good deeds. Carry each other's burden if you know someone's hurting. Go and help them out. Go and share the love of Christ. Say, how can I help you? What can I do? Encourage the weak. Help those in need. And be patient with everyone. Amen. This is the time when we really need to make sure that we're not being critical. We're really being patient. And man, just call somebody. Write them a letter. Get on FaceTime or get on a Zoom call or, or do something. Let's, let's have some fun being together. But we have to be real intentional about encouraging each other. And then pray, 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 pray. And God's going to open up all kinds of opportunities. In fact, Jesus often would go into isolation for a period of time just to be alone with God, right? So here are a couple of opportunities. This one we talked about last week, Streets of Prayer. Man, during this time, we're away from the building, but we're not away from our neighborhoods. And so if you can walk the neighborhood, walk it. If you can ride a bike, or drive your car around your neighborhood, or if you can't really get out, just pray over it from your living room or from your kitchen. Just pray over one square mile. Look at the streets. Call them by name. And you begin to call out people's name and organizations and help the rescue workers and the nurses and the doctors, all the physicians, healthcare workers, our police officers, our communities, those most vulnerable. But Streets of Prayer and download the app. And when you go to the app, here are four things that you can do. It says, man, we just, and by the way, we want everybody to download the app, but there's some songs. They're worship songs. And you can just hit that button and you can just play music as you go on your walks, as you spend this time with God. There's scripture so that you can go to that, uh, the Bible section there and it will read scripture out to you. So while you're walking, you can be learning and memorizing scripture. Supplication is when you just begin to pray. God, I pray for my neighbors. I pray for that couple. I pray for the lady who lives over there, the family over here and their children. I want them all to come to know you, God, and use me in the process if I can help them have a better relationship with you. And then stories. Man, some stories are going to come out of this. Oh, guess who I met? And guess what happened? Isn't God good? And we can write and share those stories. Now, here's our goal. We want all the world covered with prayer. But in Pensacola, we're going to start with the Scambia and Santa Rosa County. And just because of the square miles, the foot, you know, the square footage, then we would like 500 people to download the app and begin praying over all of our streets. And if we had 500 people, we could cover all of this land size. We could cover our two counties in prayer. Man, just imagine what God would do with that. If we covered every street in prayer, every person in prayer, every house, every community, man, what would God do with that? Wouldn't that be amazing? And so we want all of you to download it. This 500, man, what if we had 300 people in our church just to do that? And then we've already contacted the radio station and Carl, and they're going to help us. We're going to get the word out. We want more churches to sign up. We want more people to sign up. If 500 people listed on that app, you know, God, here are five people that I want to see come to know you. That's 2,500 people. What could God do if every day we covered our streets and our people in prayer? So that's the goal. Now, here's another opportunity. You've heard us talk about the Lift Ministry before because this is our foster care ministry. And at church for First City, we decided the first thing we want to do is support well families at First City who are in foster care. And at any time, we have between 7 and 13 families. 
that have foster kids in their home. And we want to wrap around them, make sure that they have all their needs met and taken care of. And then when we can, and as God provides, we're trying to recruit other churches and other families and other people to also get involved in foster care ministry and do in their churches what we're wanting to do with excellence in our church. And then as we move forward into the future, we want to help partner with uh, birth families so that really they don't ever lose their children. So if they're at risk, we want to do everything we can to help them do things well so they don't lose their children. But if for whatever reason they go into foster care, just like what the Ribbles did, they, they watched these three children for a year until their family, their parents did the good work of what they needed to do to get their children back. Man, God bless the Ribbles and God bless that family. And so we want to see that happen more and more and more. Right now, what happens if we get a request bigger than what our initiative is? What are we going to do? Because this is what happened. FFN, who is state-funded for foster care, came to us and they said, we have a lot of foster families and they need meals during this time. And could we provide meals? And we said, for, for who? For our church? For Escambia? For who? And they said, well, actually for the four counties in what they call the Circuit One area. Now, this is where we are. There are, there are hundreds of families. There are between 1,000 and 1,200 people or more that are going to be affected by that decision. Can we feed all of those people? And, and we really only had a two-week window. And we're thinking, this is larger than our lift ministry. We don't have the budget for this. We don't have the finances for it. We don't have the resources. We don't have the personnel. We don't have partnerships with restaurants. How, in a two-week period, can we get that done? But we didn't feel comfortable saying no. And really, this started with Jesse Hound began to spread out to, to more and more of us. And she said, but God is really calling us to do it. So we couldn't say no. And here's the great thing. Deuteronomy said this, if you will trust me and lend to the poor, I will supply your needs. I will repay you. I will take care of it. And boy, has God been faithful. And so we said, we don't know where the money's coming from. We don't know who the restaurants are that we're going to partner with. We don't know how it's going to happen, but we're going to get it done. And we just took off. And phone call after phone call after phone call and restaurants started getting involved. See, we can't just get a bunch of people to make a casserole because of the pandemic that, that's not going to fit regulation. So it has to be a state-regulated you know, restaurant where everything is done with excellence and procedures. And then we have to do distribution for four counties. And so we said yes. And we've already done one meal. And believe it or not, we had more money turned in than what we needed for the first meal. So now we've got a second meal. And so it's now called Feed Fosters. And this time, instead of 150 families, which was really 900 people, we're going to do 205 families at an average of six people per family. Do the math. And we're going to be able to feed them for only $20 per family. That's so exciting. There's a restaurant called The Hangar. And uh, they are owned by foster families. So not only are we going to be able to bless that family, but we're going to be able to bless this restaurant who's struggling for business. And so that's what we're doing. We're partnering with restaurants so that we can help them stay busy. And we're feeding foster families. 
And my goodness, have a bunch of you gotten involved. And thank you, thank you, thank you. So April 29 and 30, this coming week, on those two days, we're going to be in those two counties, or four counties, two different distribution centers, giving out food, blessing these families. And we're already preparing for the next one in May. God is so good. Here's the, here's the opportunity. You can participate with God in this. And, and that's as simple as it is, really. Because, you know, people are coming up and they're saying, you're doing such a great job in foster care. Randy Lawrence has gotten that. and I've gotten that. And, and both of us are like, we haven't really done anything. And Savannah's done a lot. And Jesse's done a lot. But you know what? Every one of us know that God is the one who's really doing all this. He's bringing the restaurants. He's bringing the money. He's, bring, he's provided everything. And we get to sit back and be wowed by God. And you can participate. Here's, here's one way. Go to Feed Foster. You can go to our website. Or they have now uh, their own Facebook page. This is not their logo. I just made that up for our sermon today. But they have their own Facebook page. Go and you'll get all the information. Or you can go to firstcitychurch.org. Go to our front page. And there's a donate button. And when you hit donate, you'll get a pull-down menu, and one of the options is feed fosters. And then you just decide how many families, one, two, five, 20, however many you want to help provide for, and we're going to make that happen. And this is over and above our regular contribution, and thank you for your generosity. And so that's our opportunity. Here's the why behind it. In Psalm chapter 82, God had spent some time talking about people who we're not helping those most in need. And when he said, it, if you don't do it, then you're going to have to answer to me. He gets in verses 3 and 4 and he says, I want you to defend the weak and the fatherless. Uphold the cause of the poor and the oppressed. Rescue the weak and the needy. Deliver them from the hand of the wicked. Look how proactive that is. Defend, uphold, rescue, deliver. Run after them. Do whatever you can to help them. And, and God's going to bless you. Jesus talked about this. We have it recorded in the book of Luke. He went over to this man's house. It was a big party. He invited Jesus. Jesus walked in and he's just observing, watching all the people. And they're all arguing about who's going to sit at the head of the table. Who's the most important person in the room? And things calmed down and the host asked Jesus to speak. And Jesus's first comment was, you know, guys, when you go into a room and you show up and there's a big crowd, you shouldn't spend all your time and energy talking about who's the greatest person in the room. You should really work hard to be the biggest servant, to find people in need and help them. And then he said to the host, when you put on a luncheon or a banquet, don't invite your friends and brothers and relatives and rich neighbors, for they'll invite you back, and that will be your only reward. Instead, invite the poor, the crippled, the lame, and the blind. Look at this. Then at the resurrection of the righteous, God will reward you for inviting those who could not repay you. God is like, man, I want to repay, I want to reward people who go and serve those who are most at risk. And that's the why behind everything that we're doing. And we don't have to be assembling at the church building to get this done. 
You know, we, right from where you are, right from your own place, you can decide, I'm going to get involved. I'm going to join that prayer app. I'm going to be praying over our city, and I'm going to be praying over the surrounding area around my home. I'm going to help provide at least a meal for a family or half a meal for a family. I'm going to cover them in prayer, or I'll call and I'll, I'll go to one of the you know, distribution centers, or I'll make some deliveries, or somehow I'm going to get involved. But I really pray that you begin to get involved. This is the time when God's greatest work is being done. He's moved us out of the building and onto the streets. Let's do what he's called us to do. Man, can I pray for you? Thank you for joining us today. If you're considering becoming a Christian, I know this message has really been for our members at First City and friends all over the United States, but maybe you just stumbled onto this page and you're looking for a relationship with God. This is what I want you to know. The greatest decision you could ever make is beginning a relationship with God. God sent his son Jesus down to this earth to die so that we could live. And he gave his life, he shed his blood to rescue us from our sin. And so if you've been spending this time and you've begun, just begun to realize you're in need of a Savior, I want to invite you into a relationship with Jesus Christ beginning today, and I want to know about it. So you'll have to go to firstcitychurch.org and go to that contact us button and, and, and send us an email so I can know how to respond back to you. But I want you really to begin a relationship with Jesus Christ. That's by far the most important decision you'll ever make. Then join us as we reach out to our community, reach out to our neighbors, pray over our city and our counties, and begin to help these hurting pockets of pain in our city. That's what we're going to do in the waiting. Let me pray with you. Lord God, Thank you for hearing our prayer and responding to us. Thank you for being so gracious and kind. Everything we have comes from you. We are, we are nothing without you. And you've been such a blessing to us. It's time for us to be a blessing to others. So now, God, as you've moved us out, move us onto the street. Help us to take full advantage, to be thinking right now, who needs a better relationship with your son, Jesus Christ? And, and what can we do? to bless other people in our community. Would you help us, Lord God, as we reach out with your name to impact people eternally? That's our prayer. We love you so much. Thank you for your overwhelming, unconditional love for us. In the name of Jesus, amen. God bless you. See you next week.